0: The volume. This sessions is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. They're America's number one sports book for a reason, y'all. It's so easy to use, it's safe and secure. That's one of the main things for me. I don't want any BS. I love that there's no BS with FanDuel. Plus, you get your winnings fast. Now winnings are delivered in as quick as two hours. Plus, It's super fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay. It's awesome. So if you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with the promo code Renee. that's R-E-N-E-E, So they know that I sent you disclaimer 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Wyoming, or West Virginia gambling problem Call 1-800 next step. Or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1 789 or visit ccpgorg chat for Connecticut, 1 800 gambler, or visit slash rg for Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Virginia, 1 770 stop for Louisiana, 1 800 270 for confidential help in Michigan, 1 877 8 hope ny, or text hope ny for New York, Tennessee redline, 1 800 889 9789. And 1-800-522-4700 for Wyoming. Visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. Guys, welcome to the session starring yours truly, Renee, Jane Paquette, and one Emilio. Emilio, what's your middle name?
1: It's Vincent.
0: (laughs) What? But wait, is Vincent's middle name Emilio.
1: No, it's Joseph.
0: Wow.
1: I know. So Vinny is
0: clearly the favorite child. Loved so much, both children are named after him.
1: I am named after my father's father. And my brother is named after my mother's father. It's a whole thing. It's a whole Italian
0: I kind of like that amongst families, though. I like when families have that tradition. Like, I mean, it's kind of nice to take a little bit of the guesswork out because naming a person is obviously incredibly stressful. But. It's also a good time. It's fun coming up with a new name.
1: Right. But I'm, I'm thinking if I ever do decide to procreate with someone, do I really want them to endure to be Emilio Vincent Madugno the fourth? Yes.
0: That's so Is regal. That, yeah. It's kind of cool. Uh, the fourth? Jesus.
1: Do you know how much I got to sign? I got to sign like E Emilio Vincent. It's a long name, though.
0: Emilio Vincent Madugno the third. Do you hit like a one, two, three? What do you do? Uh, The number three? Do you Roman numeral it?
1: I Roman numeral it. So what I do is I keep it real easy. I just abbreviate the whole thing, EVM3. That's it.
0: Wow. That's
1: my signature. How did you feel when
0: EC3 was busy doing his thing?
1: Well, you know, he's controlling his own narrative. So God bless.
0: You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, God bless. God bless.
1: Bless up. Bless up, babe.
0: Okay, listen. Um, I would like to dedicate this episode um, to the person on Twitter on um, the last time we did an episode that was pissed that we talked about so much home decor because that's where this is headed. This one's for you, baby.
1: I have a blank canvas. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm doing circular motions with my hand on my <laughs> white wall. So...
0: I've got my fake-ass plant. Gilda Radner's still behind me, but I think I've got two options. So... I have a little bit more free time now to actually do the things that I need to do. We've we've uh, recently acquired a nanny who is a, a godsend, an angel amongst us peasants. Uh, and now I have a bit more free time to get some stuff done. So set design has bumped up the list of things that I need to accomplish. So I'm wondering, do I just go inside the head of me and decorate whatever I want? Or do I put this out to the people and see if somebody wants to draw me up a little design idea that I pull the trigger on?
1: You could do a cool contest to sign Renee's studio contest. And if they suck, you just go inward and do it your own thing anyway. True, true. But you're good, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like your house is like real wavy. So it's like it it's decorated like cool. Like you're like you're like. Got sprinkles of West Elm all over the joint. Like,
0: you know what I'm saying? <laughs> By the way, you inspired me when you asked me about um, our which bed set we had. I, I ended up buying the the bedside tables. Oh, see, good. you need
1: that. You need that. I have not yet I decided know. on what bed. You've you, not done it. I have not done it yet. There's, there's a bed called the Floyd that I'm thinking of getting.
0: Let me put this in your ear, though. I didn't know that Drew Barrymore had um, a home decor line. And it looks quite nice because as I was like, um, so before Emilio and I jumped on here, we were actually supposed to have a guest on who couldn't make it last second. So Emilio and I just get to bullshit here about home decor for a little bit. Um, but while I was waiting and I was just sitting here uh, ruminating on that episode, um, I started looking up different set designs and I was looking up Drew Barrymore's set. Cause I'm like, what does her set look like? I've seen it obviously, but like I wanted to like really hone in on it. But that's when it took me to her home decor stuff. And I was like, wait, hold the phone. She's got some really cute shit. It's, it's like it's quirky Drew Barrymore. That's like up my alley.
1: I don't know if I'm quirky Drew Barrymore. You know, I, I don't know if I have the never been kissed vibes. Uh, you know, I don't think I'm Josie grossy, but I think I can definitely figure out something like I'm into like modern contemporary. So I'm trying to figure out what do I want? I, I just need one thing in the corner to put all my, my clothes in and I've been purging and getting rid of a ton of shit. So the best. I, oh, I love it. I, and I don't have a lot, but it's just a lot of black clothing. So it's like. How many of the same t-shirt do I need? Because I used to make a habit of packing so light when I was on the road with WWE that I would go to like a Target or a JCPenney's and I would pick up a black t-shirt and just wear that and do laundry with my jeans if I was on a loop. And that would be it. Like that's all I would do. And I would just be like, boop, done, see you later.
0: I always pack as if I'm going to go to the fucking Met Gala wherever I'm going. <laughs> I bring dresses I've never worn. I bring shoes I've never worn. Like John and I just went. Um, he had a pay-per-view in Chicago. Then TV was in Detroit. I did that whole loop with him. And keep in mind that Nora and I now share a suitcase. So it's like extra some bullshit. Um, it's just a, it's a mess. But I brought these like over the knee cowboy boots Never wore them. Oh, my but God. But I brought them. You should but have. Obvi- you know I'm saving them for Nashville. Oh, Obviously. Sweet. I love a theme. I love a theme.
1: I'll bring my boots then.
0: Here you go. Giddy up. What are we going to wear in Nashville? I'm very excited for this Nashville trip. So, I, I don't know. You guys, I'm hoping that you've seen it, that I've posted uh, on my social media and whatnot. But through StarCast, we're going to be down there doing a live episode of the sessions featuring one member Of the Blackpool Combat Club, my former co-host of Talking Smack, the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. I'm super pumped for this. Like, not only just to, like, have that live atmosphere and that the guest is Brian, we're in Nashville, get to, like, put on a real outfit. I'm, like, going to put on some makeup and everything. It's going to be a big deal.
1: Does the tassel leather jacket make a comeback?
0: I actually recently bought a tassel jacket that I've not worn yet. It's too hot though. It's going to be way too hot for a jacket like that. I think.
1: Even for the aesthetic of wherever we're going to be recording this thing with you and the dragon.
0: Okay. I'll pack the jacket. I'm driving down. So I've got space. I've got space in the car. That's the beauty of driving places is you don't pack a bag. You pack the car.
1: Why does the kid not have her own suitcase when clearly she needs more clothes because of like the spit up and the poop and all of that jazz?
0: Well, her clothes are so tiny, so I can just like roll them up into my bag and we can share.
1: But how cute would it be to get her own little luggage? Her there?
0: own little luggage. It actually would be really cute. Yeah, that I've thought about it. I've just, you know, I've not really felt the need to pull the trigger on it yet.
1: One way or the other is going to happen. You're going to be in like full length knee cowboy boots. A tassel yes. jacket might happen. I yes. think I'm, I think I'm going to bring out like my flare pants, like something with a little oh, bit, something with please. a little bit more flare on the, on the, on, on the bottom. I think I'm going to do that. I would so. love
0: that. Please, please, please do that. Lean into it. We love a boot cut. Do a boot cut with a great shoe. This is like, I don't feel like Nashville's the place for a sneaker. I think it's the place for like a really nice Chelsea shoe, Chelsea boot.
1: I'll probably bring out the snake skins and we'll have a nice little
0: party. Now we're talking turkey. I got um, Nora some really great little cowboy boots at Cracker Barrel. (laughs) Didn't see that one coming. He stopped at the Cracker Barrel and I was like, excuse me, what are these little cowboy boots? So I picked them up for her. I cannot wait to have her in them. But I'm really starting to dabble into this whole like matching outfits with my daughter. Is that the worst thing someone can do? Because I'm very much so pulled in the direction of doing it. But then once I do it, I'm like, oh, fuck. Should I not be doing this?
1: I I think, listen... Like, the kid's not even two yet. I say enjoy it. She
0: just turned a year. She's only 13 months.
1: Right. I'm saying enjoy it. Rock out. You want to wear matching pink Vans? Go for it and Mm -hmm. do it. You want to wear a little cowboy. How cute
0: are our matching pink Vans?
1: They're adorable. Most of the time I've seen the kid, she's shoeless anyway. So once in a blue moon, put a shoe on the kid, take a couple flicks, Post it on your social media. Have a good time. Now, does it get a little weird when maybe she's like, let's say, 15, 16, and you're doing the mother-daughter combo?
0: Well, then I'd be really clinging on as well. I'd be like, keep me young, keep me vibrant, which I very much could be doing that. Let's not discount that. I
1: don't think so. I think you and John are just these incredibly hip, and cool people so you'll always be that cool mom without having to try you feel me cool like you're wearing a goddamn hardy boys t-shirt right now like (laughs) what other mom's gonna be wearing a hardy boys t-shirt and pulling it off with whispery
0: looking bangs come on dude like you got this i'm so glad we did this episode i feel so great right now you're right you're right She is going to be leaning on me for some good outfit inspiration. I hope that she can like look back on my photos and look back on some videos, some some strong Renee Paquette content and be like, oh, my mom had it going on.
1: Look, I don't think she's going to go to dad for fashion advice because it seems like there's one pair of jeans and a combat boot and that's it. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean?
0: Don't tell him that. John thinks he is like fucking... I don't know, Jean-Paul Gaultier, who's like a good... Oh, no, know, Jean-Paul
1: like Gaultier a, is pretty good, too. You know, he probably thinks he's 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 wrong as well. In yeah, the, he thinks
0: he is Louis Vuitton.
1: I would love to just see that man in something else. Like, you know, like, here's a button-down, black dress shirt, nothing crazy. Or, you know what, here's a piece of flannel. Just, it, it's a working oh, man's shirt. he
0: looks great in a flannel, let me tell you. It is an, it's an erotic experience. <laughs> he had one on the other day, and I was like, excuse you, look at you go. <laughs> That's like the trick that he has is when you dress so simply all the time, which I love. Like I I am on his team 100% that like a plain white t-shirt and just some jeans, you can never go wrong. A crispy white shirt. People love that look. But then you throw a flannel on there. If I get him in like a good denim on denim, though, that could really be crushing some hearts.
1: I think he is a monochromatic dresser and he has no idea that he is. So it's like you just pair it with like one solid for one thing and then you base it with another with another base. So like a darker denim, let's say it's like I don't see him in light washed jeans. It's always like a dark denim.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why is that? Should I should he have a light wash jean? I've never really thought about it. I think
1: it. like maybe something like that or I can't see him experimenting with like raw hemmed jeans as well where like the hem on the bottom is not like tapered and, and sewn. I've
0: got that on right now.
1: This is what I think we should do, right? Like we can also make it we'll up. Let's make it a vlog at part of the vlog that we're going to film for that as well. I need new ripped jeans.
0: Let's go shopping. Two things I would like to do in Nashville because I've done this once in Nashville and I've lost it, but I got a custom hat made that needs to be revisited. Falls just around the corner. It's time for everybody to get out their wide brim hats and some iced coffees and add a little fucking pumpkin spice to it, but also a good cowboy boot. I like an over-the-top cowboy boot. I want it to be embroidered with like some flowers, maybe the moon. Maybe there's a fucking wolf howling at the moon. I want that.
1: Maybe I'll do that on a belt. I don't know if I can do the wolf howling on the moon in my boots, but... I would do it. I would definitely do the belt, though. I can find the belt. But I definitely want ripped jeans because I don't have a pair of ripped jeans. And I'm thinking of of exploring another color outside of black. So I'm thinking, let's go. Let's go. Let's go Rip blue jeans.
0: Why not? Okay. What is it? is it 6th Street? Is that where we go? Is that Nashville or is that Austin? I always get them confused. I
1: have no idea. I have
0: no idea. I think 6th Street is Nashville. I I'm not sure, bro. I know Broadway for sure is Nashville. 6th Street's Austin. I'm full of shit.
1: Well, let's go just swag out and, you know, like we're both into vintage shit. I'm wearing a vintage Rick the Model Martel t-shirt today. So Look at
0: us go. You know? Okay, great. That's going to be part of the vlog. Um, I'm excited to expand upon our content. While we're out in Nashville like we're also going to be gathering a couple other episodes of the show not entirely sure we've got oh, yeah. a guest for sure hammered down the other ones we're gonna to have to um, send out some some little invites uh, and get that locked away but yeah we can go up can go shopping um, there's a lot of things that we can do. I'm excited. I love Nashville.
1: I'm with it, and and the main thing I want to do while we're out there is, besides the GCW show, I want to see John <gasps> versus. We get De- to
0: just go to a show together. There we bud. go. There we
1: go. I want to see I, John vs. Desperado. Not just, so.
0: I would just like to say this: so I've not been two way, like I've obviously been to shows, but I leave. My daughter goes to bed at 630. So I leave the venue at no later than like 515 to get her home, get some food in that belly, give her a little bath and put her to bed. But we are going to have a little extra set of hands with us in Nashville. Um, So that means I can actually come to a show and enjoy and just kick. I don't know if I'll stay. I don't go. I don't usually stay up past 10 p.m. So that might be a different issue. But I'm ready to go.
1: We'll just get you some like coffee beans to sniff or whatever and be like, here, here's an iced coffee. Drink this.
0: I'll start chewing, getting a dip.
1: Yeah, just start dipping, start bro. Dipping like a dip.
0: t- <laughs> pa- pack a good lip. <laughs> Ew, pack a lip, brother.
1: How many of those Gross. things do you see around your house? Is it like bottles or just like cups?
0: Uh, it's bottles. It's, it's always bottles. I know. It's, it's so unfortunate. What a, what a bad habit. Listen, it's one habit at a time over here. We're a work in progress. <laughs> it's all a work in progress. That's it's it. fine. That's it's it. fine. It's fine. It's <laughs> fine. Fight fans come out swinging with a no sweat first bet on FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers get up to $1,000 back in free bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with the promo code Renee. Bet on who will win, knockouts, when the fight will end, and so much more. So guys, if you haven't tried FanDuel, now is the perfect time to give it a shot. Join now with promo code Renee to get a no-sweat first bet. That's up to $1,000 back in free bets if your first bet doesn't win. Exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Disclaimer, 21 in select states. First online, real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG for Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1 800 NEXT STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 for Arizona. 1 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat for Connecticut. 1 800 9 WITH IT for Indiana. 1 877 770 STOP for Louisiana. 1 877 8 HOPE NY or text HOPE NY 467 for New York. TN Redline line 1-800-889-9789 for Tennessee 1-800-522-4700 for Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. I just started watching Succession. Have you watched Succession?
1: I watched the real life Succession. It's called the WWE right now. So, um, <laughs> what no. What a
0: complete I, and utter shit show oof, that is,
1: huh? 100,000% too. Uh, so no, but, um, I haven't. I've heard about it though. Me and a, a, uh, a young, a Tor Langston has been telling me to get on Succession. Mm. So I have he to listen. is,
0: I would say E is like one of my go-tos in terms of like, he has never steered me in the wrong direction of a TV show ever, ever, ever. He always brings the goods.
1: He got me to revisit the entire series of Seinfeld because I haven't watched it in, in years. And in fact, like, I never really watched it. It was like maybe like six years ago, I, I, I was... I had a summer of love where I was with this girl for a little while and all we did it's was...
0: summer of love. Oh, that's
1: all we did. We got real cozy and we would watch Seinfeld and and just like eat food and talk life. Oh, that but we would nice. we would watch Seinfeld. So that was the first time I really sat what and happened? watched it. What happened? Why'd you it. guys
0: break up? Uh, it,
1: was just, it was just... Did you get this, all
0: Jerry on you?
1: No, no. It was just... The summer thing. It was like, all right. Oh, I, okay. I'm good. I. What? Am,
0: oh no, they call it what is a c- summer fling? No, no, no. What's like the holiday one?
1: Cuffing season. Well, cuffing what season. Is, wh- well, cuffing season is when it gets cold out. You want to cuff up and you want to boo for the entire winter so you don't have to go out. But then once it's summer season, why and is it, it
0: called cuffing?
1: Because you're cuffing up with somebody. Like oh yeah, like let's cuff up, mm. girl. Let's let's get cozy together.
0: It's a cute name for It him. is It's I adorable
1: like it. It's adorable Cuffing But I didn't want to I didn't want to cuff up I wanted a summer I wanted a summer romance
0: Interesting I feel like I'd be more Of a holiday romance person Than a summer romance no, person
1: Oh because then you gotta Spend money on this person That you really don't like <laughs> You got to bring them around your family? Like,
0: hey. Oh, okay. I didn't think about that aspect. Hey, Ange,
1: here's a complete stranger that I've been smooching with for two months.
0: Have you ever brought someone home that Ange didn't like?
1: She hated them all. And I've only. No. B- yeah. I've You know, we got to have Ange on one day.
0: Does she tell you this when you're in the relationship or does she just tell you afterward?
1: Oh, absolutely. She tells me during. There was ah. one time where a girl went to go see, I guess, a psychic and she said, well, I'm supposed to be with your son forever and we're going to have kids. And my mother was like, oh, that's nice, sweetie. Emilio, can I speak to you in the kitchen for a minute? Yeah, mom, get rid of her. A- I want her out of oh my, my house. Oh, my
0: God. Heads are going to roll.
1: But growing up here, though, it was weird, though. I guess I could share this one. This is this is interesting. So Ange had this thing and it was like me and my boys when we were about like 15, 16 years old, we were going to I think it was like the Greek Fest in Staten Island, where it was like this big Ooh. festival, right? Like, great food, rides, whatever. Oh, like, hell really, yeah. really fun stuff that celebrates like Greek I culture. I love a
0: Mediterranean experience. Oh, my God.
1: It was it was always it was always a blast. Right.
0: Yeah, so, bend me over and call me Baklava. Let's that's go.
1: Fucking go, bro. So uh <laughs> we would we would go and before we were leaving one time, we were coming out the door, and she goes, Listen, before you go out chasing skirt, make sure you look at the girl's shoes. And we Ooh. uh we all we all like turn back into a beeline back into the into the kitchen. And I go, Well, why, mom?
0: What is and, this wisdom? And
1: she goes, Listen to me. If a girl doesn't take the time to clean her shoes. What makes you think she's going to take the time to clean her bouquets? <laughs> oh,
0: know she did not. Also, it's so much better when you give Ange this like raspy, like chain smoker voice. And she's not
1: a chain smoker. But how else are you going to imitate an Italian mom from Staten Island? So it's like, yeah, so, and but she she gets animated with it, too, with the, the sure. hand. So she's like, listen, if they don't take the time to clean their shoes, what makes you think to take the time to clean the bouquets? And then we just so we all looked at each other like quizzically and we're like, oh, and no, that's never
0: left your brain, has it? Do you always scan people's shoes now?
1: Yes. And Renee, I went to a high school reunion where I, I saw a couple of my homies that I haven't seen since high school. And they say, yo, your mom dropped that knowledge dart. And every time now I scan from the feet to the face, I have to look <laughs> at the shoes. It's insane. I'm telling you. That's
0: so funny. Well, you know, I I mean, I heard similar information Kind of just involving the shoes that you can basically tell everything you need to know from the kind of shoes that somebody wears, which I think is pretty accurate for the most part. Like your shoes really sum up who you are as a person, I would say, which is why I think I have a hard time wearing my Nikes. I'm just not a per, I'm not that person. I try and I try, but it's just not me. I am a booty, uh, I, I'm a booty. I like a good booty. I like a good studded shoe. I like a Doc Martin. That's my vibe.
1: Well, also, too, I guess, like, that's how you, where you grew up, too. Like, you know, true, you, you were true, predominantly true. in, like, let's say, like, live punk rock, rock bands and, and all of that stuff. And where you were in Ajax. But where I was, it was always just.
0: You just dropped Ajax up in this bitch. Hell yeah! Drop that pin. Drop that pin on that location, baby. I want
1: to go to Ajax. Oh my Um, god!
0: Listen, four hundred one, Westney Road, nine nine five. What up, Harwood? What up, y'all? Exeter High.
1: I don't know. I guess like in in Staten Island too. It was just always like everybody wore you know uptowns. And everybody wore Jordans and there was always an Air Max. So it was always one of those things like very rarely did I have friends that were wearing Chuck Taylors or Vans.
0: See, my Vans I'm down with. My Vans I can do and I've got a, I got a good like platform Chuck that I'm, I'm quite into.
1: Like I love Vans now, but when I was when I was younger, I was just like, oh, this is this is this. This is hot. When I was starting to make my own G in this world and I was making a little extra money when I was DJing, I was like, ooh I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy this. And. And then once I got sponsored by Nike for a little while, I was like, "Give me it all,
0: just yeah, give me all, hook of it up to my
1: vein." So that, so that was what it was.
0: I think that's actually really accurate. On like when you look at like where you're from and what you grew up around, and there's, I feel like people often get trapped in a certain fashion time capsule sometimes. And I think I'm in mine. I think I've arrived and the doors are locked. I'm okay with it. I don't think you are though, because
1: you do explore and you do take like risks in regards to what you wear
0: and I love my fashion. I love, I love looking up new fashion. I love putting together looks, but anytime I try to get outside of that capsule, I'm like, Ooh, I don't think that this is me. I'll try it. I will certainly try it. But every time I do, I'm like, girl, just stay in your lane. And I mean that like a good way. Like I know what works for me and I don't have to be trendy just to be trendy. And I shouldn't say I've always been like that. I've not. Actually, John, because I was complaining to him at one point. I was like, "These like the, the wide. I like a wide leg jean, but not with a fucking sneaker. No, it's got to do You can't. Gotta, you can't, do that. You can't. No. I'm not tall or thin enough to pull that off. And I'm aware of my, you know, I'm aware of what I'm working with. Um, but yeah, he's like, well, why are you wearing it then? I was like, I don't know, because it's like the look. And he was like, OK, like, but you don't like it. I'm like, I know, but I'm trying to make it fucking work. Um, so it's it's finding like what works and, and sticking with it and then like sprinkling in a couple pieces to update it rather than like go like doing like full athleisure also does not work for me.
1: I'm big into the athleisure. So like I have a whole bunch of these like Nike shorts and hoodies that I I, I wear and I'm I'm good on that. But I don't like dress clothes. I don't.
0: I'm surprised you don't because I feel like you'd be like a very tailored man. Oh, no. When I I have
1: suits and everything that I will make sure that they're tailored and they're neat and like I will look great in them and I love to wear them when I have to go out to something. But I'm not really trying to wear like tapered uh, like dress slacks if I don't really have anywhere to go. Like you give me like a nice flared uh, like dress pant with a pair of boots and I can wear like a like a shirt. I'm like a button-down type of shirt. I'm good. You know what I really want to experiment with, and let me see if I could send it to you right now while Ooh, we're, while okay, we're doing all right. this. All right, um, talk to me. I think this is more along the lines of an absolute Ricky Starks, if I'm going to be completely honest. Oh. But I think this is what I I have been like gearing towards this. Um, and Are you I texting really it to me. Yeah, I got to get it first. I got to find it first. Oh, okay. Um, but it's a cool little like clothing design. Uh, and I kind of want this shirt, and I'm absolutely like in love with it. I think I could pull this off with a pair of flare. Oh,
0: pants. 100% you could. Right? I uh, See, that's-, that's very like you do realize that you're getting into like Harry Styles' world with this, right? Watermelon
1: sugar high, babe. Let's go.
0: Fucking A. Which I love. Harry Styles just knows what's up right now. How to dress Like He's this, perfect. like gender fluid vibe that like he also definitely doesn't like lose his like fuckability with it you know Nope. Which is a powerful, powerful bit of witchcraft that he's working with there.
1: It is the highest of witchcraft when you can do that. So so for those that are wondering what the hell did he just send her, it is a black lace shirt with a ruffle button front. Um, oh yeah, front. sorry.
0: We should have uh, painted a picture for everybody with our words.
1: So what I want to do is I want to buy this shirt. I have my cousin's wedding coming up in September and I have a flared suit.
0: What are you going to do about your nipples?
1: I don't care. I'll rock them at a family function. I'm going to unbutton. I'm going to, Unbutton a thing too like an ungodly douchey button that's probably gonna come down right to my like
0: right sternum, to the sternum
1: right to the <laughs> sternum my pearls are probably gonna be free flowing a little bit of the taco Good meat's gonna be you. there you know what i mean like that's that's what i'm into so it's like i love my my hype beastie streetwear, but then also give me a little bit of this like you said don't gender put baby fluidity. in a
0: corner baby is not in a box when it comes to clothing i like that
1: that's what i'm doing so You know what's funny that
0: I think about with that because I I like that a lot and I feel like I think that sometimes because right now I often I'm usually just in like my yoga clothes because at some point I have the goal of working out (laughs) Um, but I'm usually just like rolling around with the kid and like doing a million different things so I'm always just in like workout clothes but then when I actually put on an outfit I'm like Wait, how does this work again? What is going on in the real world? I don't know what's happening. And since COVID, when everyone was just in their sweats, to now we're in this like big t-shirts, big jeans. I just, I don't know. Well, I mean, that's also sometimes this you just got to go back to the drawing board. Well, that's go back also to the, the basics, style. Go back for what you know, what worked. I know, but that, I don't love it. It's a very unflattering style. It's cute on you if you're five foot eight and hundred and twenty pounds. I'm neither of those things.
1: I'm almost six foot at 180. So it's like I can pull them off because I do have an elongated torso. But I I'm very skeptical about things like Kanye West, what he's doing with Gap and Balenciaga, where they're doing this like uh this this gap Balenciaga Yeezy collaboration. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm kinda like, damn, do I really want to get one of these Yeezy Gap shirts with With the Balenciaga and it has like a dove in the back. It says gap in the big letters, but it's it's an oversized crop. And I'm like, man, I don't know if I could I can mentally risk spending one hundred and forty dollars on a T-shirt like that.
0: Yeah. You know, like I spent a pretty penny
1: on this thing because I'm trying to collect all the shirts that were made in this era from from WWE merchandise. So it's like they're all the same. Like I have a Brett, I have um, Lex Luger, I have a Roddy Piper. Like I have a Steiner brothers. So like I have a like from that time. But I don't know if I could if I could do it. You know, like I've made oversized crops before and they fit fine and I get them like hemmed up at the what bottom. What do you wear
0: them with? What do you wear the cro- like a crop shirt? What it, what like I'm thinking of like an old school football player wearing like a crop shirt.
1: Well, no. If I go work out or if I'm doing like some type of like activity outside, if I'm going for a run, yeah, then it'll. It'll come up from here, right? If I wanted to see what the what the Yeezy Gap hype was, all right, well, what I'll do is I'll buy a St. Because this is the best t-shirt, St. John's Bay. They're like super cheap, but they're super soft, really, real cozy. And I'll buy like a 2XL for like $13. And I will cut it and then get it hemmed to where it's like, maybe it reaches like, as I like to call them, the fuck muscles. It's like that little, oh, yeah. like, that curve. Yeah, yeah so the
0: little V. The little V.
1: So it's like right there. So it's like when you do like reach for something, you're not showing like somebody your nipples in the store, but you're yeah, just yeah. showing you're showing a little bit of like that pubic bone.
0: Just a little. Hey, how you doing?
1: That's it. Like hey, a little wink. Like hey, you can look at the runway. Hey girl. Yeah, girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Check it. Look at these. Do apps. you have to
0: worry about like um like a do we just let does the treasure trail just run wild and free? Um. Yeah. If
1: you're if you're comfortable with it, like I I like my chest hair. There's only certain times that I I groom it. I do I do like to keep it like you know young, wild, and free down there. But like yeah, yeah,
0: as you should. You know, my twigs. Anytime and- John shaves his. Uh- <laughs> what, what about your twigs?
1: I keep the twigs and berries trimmed. Like that is. Oh, okay. Like, but I'm not. It's not gonna look like this down there. So it's like no, no, like no. Like the chest is gonna be pick and like- choose
0: your battles. Well, also shaved chest hair uh, becomes very prickly. I always would get annoyed if John would shave it because I'm like, now you're you're messing with my day. Like it can, it looks one way, but like now it's like, it's, it's, uh, it's unapproachable. You got to keep it soft and keep it fluffy.
1: Right. But you also don't want to be when you're laying in the nook, like Carrie Bradshaw used to say, like laying in that, that, that comfortable spot when you're cuddling, like right between the armpit and the chest, that's like the nook. Like, you don't want to get prickles on your face.
0: No, I do not. No, let the let the chest hair go. You know what else is nice, though? Um, is those, like, the beard. I know you must obviously know about the beard oils and the beard washes and all that shit. But there's some really nice ones. There was one that John had that was um, uh, Maestro's that comes in and does all the um, beard trimming and hair stuff for all the guys at WWE. Fuck, what was it? It was like like leather and tobacco or something like that. But it was like really a dreamy smell. I loved it because it was it was very appealing. It was like masculine, but like still like had some really like soft, pretty notes to it.
1: I think when you can start mixing like maybe some citrus or just like the smallest bit of lavender into like the notes of if it's a woodsy like patchouli kind of thing. I think I love
0: a patchouli. I don't care what anyone says. I'm a fan. I actually have an oil of it in my fanny pack right now that has since opened and now my whole bag smells of it and I quite enjoy it.
1: I wouldn't be mad at that if that happened to it's me. It's
0: nice. Because even like I keep my sunglasses in there. And I pull my sunglasses out and then my whole face smells like patchouli. And I'm kind of into that little bubble.
1: See, look. And then people, when they 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 meet you for the first time and they get to like
0: they're breathe in, in your
1: essence, essence of yes. Paquette, they're like, wait a minute. Why does Paquette smell who like patchouli? Who is this earthy woman? Like, wow. Who is this goddess she of the earth? She must
0: meditate. Does she have a crystal on her?
1: Does she take her shoes off and ground? <laughs> I can't see you doing that. though. I can't see you grounding. I can see you shoeless no. running free, but I can't see I'm you taking often. Right, but I can't see you taking your shoes off for the purpose of getting one with the earth and then like aligning your chakra.
0: I would do that more in a lot in like acting classes. We would do that a lot, and I'm a big proponent of that. There's, it's actually funny you say that because I used to kind of get thrown off. Wearing high heels doing, like, work on television because I was so much more used to feeling grounded with my feet being flat. It would throw me off. So I am actually a proponent of your feet being grounded. So fucking suck on that, Amelia. Well,
1: I'm, I'm sorry for assuming that you were always just a high-heel shoe girl when you're working. My apologies. No, I, I do. Know. There
0: is something really cool about grounding your feet and, like, living in your body in that space. That would uh, that always made me feel a certain way. Like, when, I, when we... we you know, I was doing acting classes a million years ago. That definitely like made me feel like I could like drop into something a lot easier than if I was wearing like a heel.
1: Were you Method? Were you like Meisner or Stanislavski? Like what were you? Yeah. What, which Meisner. one? You were
0: really, you were Meisner. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God.
1: That is awesome.
0: It was also um, a lot of like Strasbourg, Lee Strasburg.
1: So for those that don't know, Lee Strasberg was in Godfather 2. He was the, he was the old man that Michael Corleone had beef with. So if, if you ever watch Godfather 2, Hyman Roth is a play on, I guess, Meyer Lansky, and that is by Lee Strausberg, who is f- phenomenal in that role.
0: I've actually been kind of thinking that I would like to go take some more classes. It's been a while. I had been doing some for a little while when, when I mean, this was a couple of years ago when we still lived in Vegas, but I was like an idiot Just trying to get out to do it, but I would fly into LA, take a class, fly back to Vegas from coming off the road with WWE. It was pretty gnarly, Um, but I I enjoyed doing it. I actually think I would like to start doing that again. I kind of miss it. Well,
1: are there classes that you can take in Cincy? Yeah, Cincinnati
0: is actually like a very, very, very arts friendly city, like very much. So there's tons of um, like theater acting, um, like musical stuff. Tons of ballet here, actually.
1: Are you going to get the kid in
0: ballet? 100%. I wanted to do a little bit of everything, though. Like, I did kind of everything. Like, I was actually pretty good at ballet for a while, but I did ballet because I was... I did gymnastics when I was a kid. And not to, like, toot my own horn, but I was pretty fucking good at it. And they wanted me to like kind of do it all year round, but add in all the different dance techniques and all these other things. So I was doing that for a little while and quite enjoyed it. But yeah, I definitely want Nora. I want her to do a little bit of everything, but I think dance is probably one of the things you can like put a kid in earliest.
1: Right, right. I think, yeah, I don't think the she'll understand the concept of plies at four.
0: No, but she can put on a little tutu and learn some jazz hands.
1: You know, be Bob Fosse, <laughs> little Bob fossies uh, I think you should do it, though. I think now that you have some more time and you have a nanny, and we're gonna, we got to talk about the screening process of that. Um, I think you should definitely do it because one of the coolest things about you, and I, and I think it was one of the reasons why I was so adamant about us working together when we were in WWE was because I would normally rap by like two when you would just be getting started doing some pre-tape stuff. So as I'm finishing my work, I now have all this free time because, as you know, you can't leave once the show starts. It's in bad taste <laughs> it's if you're disrespectful. So it's like, damn, I'm here till at least midnight now. What am I going to do? I went to catering three times already.
0: Which is also stressful because now you're like, am I just walking around like not looking busy at all because I've completed my task?
1: Oh, I would get nervous. Like I would I'd have i yeah. I'd have a pit in my stomach. And then I'm yeah. like I'm like like going through corners to make sure, like, you know, the eyes are not watching. I'm like, oh no. I damn. Know. So but one day I was I was I was turning a corner and I seen you do a pre-tape. So like I pulled back and I'm watching you and I forget who you were with, but I was like, yo, she is very good. And again, this is why I guess now the Meisner thing makes sense and how to be so reactionary and how to be on the spot. Where you can play off anything. And what I was watching most wasn't that you were telling the story verbally. It was that you were telling the story physically with the nuance of your face. And I'm like, yo, this chick's got it, man. And I was like, yup. And because, you know, we were talking before that. I was like, I'm going to we're going to work together. We're going to figure this out. But that's when I knew, like, you were unfuckwittable.
0: Unfuckwittable. Well, I really appreciate you saying that because here's the thing that I've like okay when I was doing those I actually always really loved doing backstage interviews because it could let me do some of that even if it was just subtle little reactions to things uh, whether you're working with a heel or a baby face obviously those little nuances change very much so Um, and I loved doing that and it's bothered me how difficult it has been for me to like tell Agents to tell people I'm working with it. I'm like, please get me some like acting auditions. That is what my background is. But they're like, no, you're a journalist. You're a broadcaster. That like no one ever puts me up for acting roles when like I'm very comfortable doing that. Like I would love to do more of that.
1: I don't know why people box people in. Right? Yes, you're Fuck
0: off with the boxes. Right? Get your own fucking box. Right?
1: Don't try to box me in. Like you're yeah, you're good. Get out good. of my
0: box. I don't even want a box.
1: I think you're good. And I think like the term journalist too, specifically in like this world, this real insulary WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, like all that other wrestling stuff. Like, I don't know if it's real journalism.
0: If someone calls me a journalist, I'm like, I literally played a journalist on television. Like I'm not, I am not a journalist.
1: They're a journalist like Mike Lupica. Now Mike Lupica was a staple in New York City newspapers when he would cover sports, right? So okay. it's like give me a guy like a Mike Lupica. That's a sports journalist, right? Like yeah, yeah. what you do is a can I like to call you a conversationalist. And what you do is it's it's different. You're not breaking down the Xs and Os of the minutia of something. What you're doing is you're having conversations, right? Like you had a conversation with Andy Williams, the butcher of AEW, and you didn't you barely talked wrestling. You know what yeah, you talked barely. about? chicken wings and maddie matherson (laughs) like and that is interesting shit because it's like indicative of other people's personalities outside of just this thing that they're known for so to sit there and do that's incredibly cool so i think you should go and sharpen your chops and get really go out there and even if you do some local theater just to get your foot back and be like
0: fun though like just for shit i think that would be really fun I've honestly been saying this for years and years and years and I'm like in a position right now. I'm like fuck it. I just want to do the shit that I want to do. And that's a thing that I really, really, really want to do. I've been saying it to everyone I work with for so long and everyone kind of pats me on the head and says, yeah, 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 we'll get to it. And they never fucking get to it. Um, And yeah, that's what I would love to do, even if it is just doing something fun like that. But also like, I don't know, what's the harm in sending me out for a couple auditions? Not gonna totally botch it. No,
1: and if you don't get it, so what?
0: So what? Oh my god, I've missed out on a million jobs already. That doesn't bother me.
1: But the idea of having you in a Hallmark Christmas special really is a thing Come that needs to get done. On. Yeah, like it needs to right? get done. My brother watches them all summer.
0: Christmas in July. Christmas baby. in July. He's a big Christmas <laughs> in July guy. Football fans, check out the Three and Out podcast with John Middlecoff only on the Volume Podcast Network. John brings his unique perspective as an ex-NFL scout to the volume to break down all the news around the NFL and college football. Whether you're looking for game predictions, coaching searches, the ins and outs of the NFL front office, even an occasional golf tip, John has you covered. Download 3 and Out with John Middlecoff only on the Volume Podcast Network. Sometimes you just need a little like feel good. You got to fill your cup, you know? You got to dabble in that space, whatever is going to make you feel good. I find that's a thing that I do. That's like what my Wednesday nights kind of look like. I will, um, you know, obviously I, I check in to see like what John is doing on the show. But Wednesday nights, I, John's on the road and it's just me home. The baby's sleeping by 630. I'm like, what do I want to watch? What do I want to read? What do I want to do? Because it's not like, you know, when when you're in a, a couple, you're married, you often just share the shows that you watch or I, I reserve other shows until John gets back home for us to watch together. So when I can like really have like my me time, I'm like, OK, let's put on the fucking licorice pizza. Let's put on blah, blah, blah. Like I want to I like having those moments. It's it makes me happy. No,
1: I think that's cool. I love licorice pizza. Licorice pizza is very good. Um, <laughs> it was a good movie I liked it Yeah
0: um, It was cute
1: You know uh, See but I'm into I'm into stuff like that But my thing is too I watch what I What I like And obviously I think we all know I I, I sing it from the rooftops On social media Like if Rocky is on I'm watching oh, it Oh yeah You love Rocky If Roadhouse is on
0: <laughs> I'm, Yeah
1: I'm watching it
0: It's funny because dudes do have those. Like dudes have their roadhouses. They have their fucking... Oh, God. What is the movie that John's obsessed with? The fucking Keanu Reeves surf movie.
1: Point Break?
0: Point Break. I was watching
1: that last night. I
0: watched that twice yesterday. a great movie. It's a great movie. So good. But yeah, for me, my versions of that, if there's... You've got male... If that's on to anything with Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks in like early 90s, sign me up. Same with Julia Roberts. I'll watch anything Julia Roberts and generally speaking, some Kate Hudson as well.
1: Right. I just got into Mystic Pizza. It was one of the things that I. Cute, right? It was adorable. I thought, okay, I like this. And then it it was then Pretty Woman. I was like, but I was always into Pretty Woman because we had the VHS. Right. But I recently got into Mystic Pizza because I was like, oh, man, I've only seen like Flatliners. From Julia Roberts and like the Ocean series and Pretty Woman. That's it. Like I've never. Oh, dude! Like I don't dive watch into my Julia. Best friend's
0: wedding. Watch my best friend's wedding. That is like a real prime piece of work. Also, Stepmom with her and Susan Sarandon makes me cry every single time I watch it. I hear
1: that's fantastic.
0: It's such a good movie. It's so so good. And also Mystic Pizza. I did not know that that was like a real place until I was working with WW and was on the road. And I'm like, wait, this is real. <laughs> That's amazing. I had no idea. Is it good pizza? I didn't have it. I just drove by.
1: Oh, you had to get a slice.
0: Yeah, I didn't know that that was like a real place. Uh, but that was Julia Roberts' very first movie role, right? Yeah, yeah. And I then so. and
1: then um, I think I think if I'm not mistaken, who was it? Was it Mel Brooks that
0: produced, I think? Also Steel Magnolias. Oh, Come on I
1: know he saw either that or Mystic Pizza when he wanted her to do Pretty Woman
0: oh okay
1: so like it was it was like I wonder that. which
0: one yeah Steel is it's funny I watch that I mean I'll watch that's one movie I'll also watch any single time that it's on but I watched that maybe a couple weeks after I had Nora a week or actually probably like the week after I had Nora so I'm like C-section stitched up and um it's a scene when uh Sally Field they're all at the funeral and she's like you want to hit someone hit her and they they're like crying and laughing but I was like belly laughing I literally thought I was going to bust a stitch from my fucking uterus I didn't thank god but I was like very stressed out that movie's just so good
1: I like terms of endearment I think that's really good too Yeah oh Yeah my.
0: terms of endearment's really good Oh my god Yeah
1: You know what, one, two is another one. And it's not even a guilty pleasure because it's just one of those things that I enjoy. I will, and I don't watch the other two that were made after that, but Smokey and the Bandit one
0: I've never seen it.
1: Okay, here's, can can we, I want to see if we can do this. We have to figure something out, right? Maybe what we do one night, we come on our YouTube channel live, right? And we tell people, hey, listen, since we can't stream a movie, you have to watch it with us, but you got, we'll just tell you the time code when we start. And you and me watch a movie and we have popcorn and we talk about it and we enjoy it.
0: If we were on Twitch, we could definitely do that because you can stream things on Twitch.
1: Ooh, does the session start a Twitch account then? Do we watch movies like Roadhouse and Mystic Pizza and do Friday nights with Renee? Do we watch stuff?
0: I don't. I, it sounds like a nice idea a until you realize that it's you're like, oh, I work. actually just wanted to watch the movie. <laughs> movie I know. I don't want to give commentary during it. I don't want people watching me eat my popcorn. I just want to like enjoy the movie for what it is. Now,
1: did you, I remember you were tweeting about it. Did you get a chance to re-go see Top Gun Maverick? Yes. What'd you think? I loved it.
0: Oh my God. I just left that movie like wishing that I was Miles Teller. I was wishing that I was Tom Cruise. I was wishing that I was, um oh my God, why am I drawing a blank on her name right now?
1: Jennifer Connelly.
0: Jennifer Connelly. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I just, I loved it. It was one of those things um, that it just felt so Americana. It was put together so beautifully. Tom Cruise looks like a million bucks. Whatever work he is having done, is so subtle and perfect.
1: Age is right.
0: It's great. Like, you know, he's obviously getting like a little Botox, a little filler, but nothing that makes him look like a crazy person. Right, 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 right. It's right. really nice. I think he looks good. I'm a fan. And, um, Miles Teller. Wow. Is that guy ever taking off, huh? Handsome man. He what is. A,
1: what a hunk that kid what is.
0: What a hunk.
1: It was a great movie. And then how they dealt with um, Iceman's death and how yeah, they actually.
0: I know it's a little eerie though, huh?
1: Yeah, it was very eerie because I didn't know Val Kilmer had like throat cancer or he beat it and now he's like, it it left him, it left him like not being able to Apparently his
0: documentary is awesome.
1: I got to watch that.
0: Yeah, I've not watched it either, but I I, want to say it's on Netflix. Maybe it's on Prime, Uh, but it's supposed to be really, really good. The whole documentary of just like him as like an artist is supposed to be really pretty special.
1: I want to peep that now, but uh, because I was watching like YouTube clips because I go down this like weird rabbit hole of YouTube things. And I was like, oh, man, I want to I want to see this now. And then I seen him in Top Gun and I'm like, yeah, man, this movie is.
0: It was perfect. It was just what we all needed. And
1: the funny part about it was it's the first non comic book movie to just be a monster hit.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, Well, because
1: that's what that's what it is now. If you go, all these movies are like specifically CGI heavy. Everything's green screen. But I, I was watching a GQ interview with Jerry Bruckheimer and he goes, there was no CGI in this. We had to develop cameras. We had to put cameras in these wow, things. We brought them. Cool. We brought all the actors up to fly to get their reactions. He's like this is this is what we did to make sure that this is what we, we wanted to do because we you t- couldn't
0: pay me enough to get one of those planes. By the way,
1: Tom Cruise was adamant about no CGI did not yeah. want it one bit. And he was like, let's just tell a simple story let's just have fun with it and, and let's just do it. And I was like, okay. well, you know,
0: it's really funny too, because yeah, it's so true. Like what, like, as we were just saying, we were just rattling off a bunch of these movies that just make us feel really nostalgic. They're just really well done movies. And yeah, nothing's done like that anymore. I mean, even though that movie was what, like two and a half hours, I like a good 90 minute, but that movie did not feel long to me at all. And I had to see it essentially twice. Cause the, theater crapped out on us but movies aren't really done like that anymore that can like take us to like that very like specific place you can kind of like drop into and just like enjoy that movie you're not caught up in like yeah like insane fight scenes i mean as much as there were big over the top scenes of them like flying the planes and stuff like that but it was there was humor there was love there was like the romance there was like overcoming obstacles i i loved it well
1: think of it this way right like we mentioned licorice pizza Honestly, it wasn't a big blockbuster. So if yeah. if you're going to do these these risk films, like a licorice pizza, like people will watch them, but they're not heavily advertised like a Marvel film, like a Spider-Man No Way Home, or in Doctor Strange, like in the multiverse of madness. Like these things are heavily, heavily, because they have the distribution through Disney and all they have that sure. big money. And, but there's
0: also something to be said about picking and choosing. Like f- I'll say for us, we'd ne- like us going to see Top Gun... Was the first movie that we've seen together in the theaters in probably like two, three years because of COVID, because we have a baby, because we don't always have time to just get out and do that. We have to really pick and choose. So it's like, okay, Top Gun, yes, you have to go see that in theaters. Licorice Pizza, I can watch at home on my couch. i Still gonna watch it, but I don't have to go to theaters. To no, see but it.
1: see, that's the perfect example of okay, we're gonna what? What are we going to invest millions of dollars into? When doing a film like, yeah, I saw advertisements for licorice pizza, but I was inundated on social media and on TV everywhere with Top Gun, with all the Marvel movies, with like, like anything like Thor, Love and Thunder. I am so inundated, like I'm beat over the head with it. I go on my Twitter. I see tons of ads for it. I go on Instagram. I see tons of ads for it. Facebook, TV, everywhere. You're not getting that for like a small artsy movie and you ri- and you miss out on that when you could say, you know what, I'm going to stream it later. Like I went to go see the Elvis film as well.
0: How was that? Because I'm dying to see it.
1: I'm going to tell you right now, it's a very kinetic film the way it was edited. It was very well done. It does tell a story. Now, Am I the most biggest Elvis aficionado? No. So I don't know how true to life it was that he wanted to break away from Tom Parker. Because when you listen to Priscilla Presley talk about Elvis's relationship with the Colonel, he he gladly wanted to give him 50% of everything. So so I don't know. Do I think that they they got it right when tackling a man who wanted to be more than the box in which he was painted in oh absolutely we hate boxes
0: around here we hate them burn the boxes burn the boxes and burn the bras let's go
1: the thing with him was his formula worked and people want to say and in the movie they were like well his movies never were really hits that's bullshit every movie elvis ever did made big returns because it was elvis but it was very formulaic it was A rodeo guy, a cowboy, uh, an airline pilot, uh, a, a millionaire playboy, whatever, gets into some shenanigans, falls in love. Girl don't like him at first. Then the entire movie's him trying to woo her. So he sings. Boom. Then gets girl, everybody happy ending. That was always that was all of them. But I wish that they talked about more why he didn't get the role of A Star is Born when it went to Chris Christopherson. Um, Because he was originally supposed to have that. That was supposed to be his breakout, Ah. like his breakout acting role after like all these other films that he did.
0: Can I tell you how excited I was to meet Chris Christopherson? He was at CJ and Miro's wedding. And John and I were like, excuse us? We had to get a picture with him.
1: Why was he there? He's just
0: like, "Uh, Miro is very good friends with his son. And he was there. And I mean, what a... Fucking legend. Oh my god. Legend. Oh, oh my god. You think of the songs that man wrote? The like moments that guy has been a part of? Like holy shit.
1: When you want to talk about badass from an era that is such a bygone era, Chris Kirstoffelson is a fucking oh. badass man.
0: Yeah, so so cool. Anyways, just had to throw that little nugget out there. The highway man? Yes. Yes. Ooh. I know yeah
1: that's an album that is an album man yeah. he's
0: he's did, just so damn he did he write me and bobby mcgee i think he did. i think
1: he did he he would write I'm a lot of songs sure he did did you ever did yeah. you did you watch that movie or did you watch or listen to that that soundtrack of that version of a star is born no get your tissues ready because oh, that ending okay that movie at the end you will you will you will ball your eyes out it's very good he
0: i like not it, that's not like the original that is that like the first remake of it
1: so it's weird. There was a 1920s remake, then there was a Judy Garland remake, and then there was the Chris Christopherson one, and then there was the Bradley Cooper Lady Gaga one.
0: Who played opposite Chris Christopherson in that one?
1: Barbara Streisand.
0: It was the Streisand one. Okay, it's, got it.
1: It's so good.
0: What a fucking pair of powerhouses.
1: Yo, let me tell you something. I was never a big Babs fan, right? Never, never, like, the. Okay. I was never like, ugh, I'm good, whatever, right? I watched her in that years ago. And I was like, oh, I'm all in on Babs. Now I gotta watch. <laughs> I, I'm going back. I'm watching Yenta. I'm going back and watching Funny Girl.
0: How about Funny Girl being recast today with Leah Michelle on Broadway?
1: Uh, uh, you, you should. You should definitely take a trip up here to watch that.
0: I would love to. Actually, I would love to do that you know, it kind of pissed me off that I saw how many people were like talking shit about Beanie Feldstein in the role. And I thought, I saw like a clip of her. People were just saying she couldn't hack it on Broadway. Like her lungs weren't up to uh, par, that her voice couldn't carry it. Like it it was getting like very nitty gritty Broadway stuff that like I don't know enough about to like really talk about. But I think people were just saying she just didn't, deserve the role or something i think she's super charming i'm a huge fan of hers so it makes me kind of sad that people were like so shitty and then she left the show early i'm not sure what the circumstances were there um and then i think people kept saying it was supposed to be leah michelle supposed to be leah michelle blah 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 blah. and now now it is but yeah i guess broadway is a real cutthroat place to be it's just like it's
1: just like wrestling twitter trying to get on eddie kingston for his body fuck off
0: I am so sick and tired. I didn't even click on any of that stuff because I saw someone say something. I was like, I'm not even paying this any attention because it doesn't deserve any attention. And I just cannot believe like, guys, we are living in a day and age where like there's so many other fucking things going on. Eddie Kingston is a bona fide fucking star, no matter which way you cut it. The man is incredible. He is captivating. There is something about that man that draws viewers in and people love him for a reason. We don't need Eddie Kingston to have a 12 pack to make him an amazing professional wrestler. No. He already has all of those skill sets, all of those tools. Fuck off. I want to see you
1: wrestle Chris Jericho for 25 minutes and, and not be gassed out. Because <laughs> no, of
0: course. Eddie
1: Eddie's not sucking Win. I want to see you go and and do half the shit that that Eddie Kingston does. What I like about him, yeah, you named all that great shit. I just love how blue collar he is.
0: He has this, like, je ne sais quoi, tangible quality about him that makes people go, oh, my God, I, this guy resonates with me. I want to hang out with Eddie Kingston. I want that guy to be, like, the, my first call if I'm, like, put up in jail. I want Eddie Kingston to be the guy that I'm using my quarter to call. Um and to me, like, that's what wrestling is about. And even like, you know, people getting on Adam Cole. And the, the thing that I hate about it, the thing that I think I hate the most about it is how it becomes this public conversation where like, it's not one person chiming in their opinion, whether it's from somebody within the industry or not. And then it becomes this whole other conversation where now it's fucking trending on Twitter. Now it's unavoidable to see it. And now you've ruined that person's week, month, year. Go away!
1: I said it a while ago, and I'll say it again. The experts be expert in.
0: Yes, they do.
1: I said that a tweet once because I had enough of it. Because I, I'm, I like Adam Cole. He's a homie, so I was just like, you can really sit on your soapbox and judge a man about his body when I don't know what your body looks like when you take your shirt off. Why don't you like look in and the then mirror poofy, first. Oh,
0: he's, he's an athlete. He should be blah 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 blah. It's like, listen. I think that there's you know there's different conversations that can happen within that space as it pertains to professional wrestling and what our ideas are in our head of what a professional wrestler looks like that does not exist anymore that's not a thing anymore and has not been that for a while now so for people to sit back on these like old timey like rules and regulations of what a pro wrestler looks like is fucking dusty to me
1: right and here's what I think it it comes down to more than anything else right I think it comes down to the tribalism of what set you rep yes and the yes. ones that are are coming after, let's say, an Adam Cole or an Eddie Kingston really wave the flag for one particular company, not AEW. Yeah. And you see like both sides and it's not the performers. It's the fans. No, no, it's never.
0: It's never the performers. No, it's the fans. It's the fans. And like for that to be the public conversation where it's like, God, and all of a sudden everyone's having this conversation about this. Like, I don't even like talking about it because I don't want to contribute to the fact this conversation's even happening.
1: Like, fuck off, bro. Like,
0: yeah, get out of here. Anyways, guys, it's been a really good time. (laughs) Just go out on like a really hot note. It was actually a lot of fun, just like bullshitting, talking about fashion, talking about uh, great movies. Top Gun, if you haven't seen it, go see it. I'm going to go see Elvis hopefully next week. I told John I go see Jurassic Park with him this week. If he comes to see Elvis with me next week, he has not agreed to this contract yet. How would you not want to go see Elvis, dude? He doesn't like biopics.
1: Does he like Elvis?
0: Yeah, who doesn't like Elvis? All
1: right, I'm just making sure because sometimes Elvis doesn't tickle a pickle. up in the
0: whole, like, that's dumb. Elvis should tickle everybody's pickle. No, he feels like he can't watch a biopic uh, without just seeing the actor playing the person.
1: Austin Butler played a damn good Elvis Presley. He so. looks
0: like he sure did. The accent Anyways, is on I'll point. I'll have the contracts written up tonight, and I'll get him to sign it, but uh, we are going to
1: see <laughs> good, 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 good.
0: Uh, all right, Emilio, it's been a pleasure to just have you on here to shoot the shit and have a little hang, and uh, I'm thoroughly looking forward to our trip to Nashville, because we are going to rock some outfits. We're going to find some new outfits, so don't overstuff your bag.
1: Oh, I'm not. I'm packing like a t-shirt and a pair of jeans, so we're good
0: perfect. Perfect. All right, guys, this has been the sessions. We appreciate you. We love you. You know what to do. Um, sign up, subscribe, leave a nice comment somewhere, do all of those great things that keep this ship a moving, keep this ship afloat. Sayonara.